Hi, this is Gene Sapikov, college sports editor and columnist of the Charleston Post and Courier. Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff at postandcourier.com, rivalry week edition. I'm here with David Kloniger, Post and Courier Gamecock beat writer, and John Blau, the Post and Courier's Clemson beat writer. And if you'd like to check out their incredibly cool newsletters with insights from on and off the field, go to postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now or and postandcourier.com slash the Tiger Tag. Well, guys, it's finally here. We have number eight ranked Clemson 10 and one playing host at Death Valley on Saturday at noon to the South Carolina Gamecocks seven and four and coming off one of the great victories in school history, 63-38 over Tennessee. Uh, John, I'm going to start with you first. Uh, what's your evaluation of Clemson going into this game, and how are the Tigers playing? Better than at Notre Dame, obviously, a couple of weeks ago where they got stomped. Um, defensively is, was the biggest improvement this past week against Miami. I mean, if you hold a team to under 100 yards in modern-day football, uh, 98, I think it was, that's that's pretty incredible, no, no matter who the opponent is. Um 30 of those yards on the ground. So Clemson's defensive line was as stout as it's been. The linebacker core really seems to be coming into its own uh, with Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Trotter and now Trent Simpson back at that strong side role. And offensively, obviously, uh, DJ Uyunglele was struggling. Uh, Syracuse, Notre Dame, he seems to be trending in the right direction, and the offense does as well uh, heading into this game. But uh, obviously, you mentioned the big win that South Carolina had. That's a uh, it's interesting. It piqued everybody's interest, I think. David, we can't talk about the Gamecocks without talking about that Tennessee game. I saw it ne next to you. Is, uh, we watched in disbelief uh, really three things about it. One, the same offense had gone scoreless against Florida just the week before. Two, the point spread there was 22 and a half at kickoff, and then the margin of victory. Those three things are separate things, all amazing. David, how does that Tennessee game play into this one at Clemson? Well, it's crazy, Gene. I mean, obviously, you can't go uh, resting on the laurels of that going into this game, and that's exactly what Shane Beamer said yesterday. Uh, you know, how do you deal with the fallout from the Tennessee game? And he said, by not talking about it. You know, that game's in the past. He even told Justin King, the Gamecocks creative uh, guy for Twitter, hey, it's great, but get all the Tennessee stuff out of your system. We're, we're on to Clemson now, you know. So, uh, it, you know, obviously that game shocked a lot of people. Uh, certainly did me. Uh, and because where's that offense been all year? I mean, I realized it was never going to be that easy game to game, but just the way it looked, how different it looked, it was crazy. So that gives the Gamecocks a lot of confidence that they can at least go up there and show Clemson maybe something that they're not expecting that they haven't seen. But that game by itself isn't going to mean anything. One, because I'm sure Clemson's defensive coaches are watching that and saying, why didn't Tennessee rush Spencer Rattler more? And they're also thinking Clemson's defensive line nor its secondary is going to allow USC's quarterback to have that much room or to have their receivers camp out in space like they did against Tennessee. So great win, big win, confidence building win, but ultimately it will do nothing to determine the influence of this game this weekend. John, looking at this matchup from the Clemson side, is there a team that the Gamecocks 
uh, remind, do you think, the Clemson coaches of that was on the Tigers schedule this year? Uh, you could say, I mean, Wake Forest, Sam Hartman being a good quarterback, Rattler, at least coming off this game, looks like a tremendous quarterback, but with some a defense that maybe could be exploited. What do you think about that Wake Forest-South Carolina comparison? Yeah, I, I don't know what the coaches think, but I think that, yeah, that's pretty spot on. If you think about six touchdowns that Rattler just threw against Tennessee, it was six touchdowns that Sam Hartman had against Clemson secondary uh, back in the day when that secondary was really struggling. So um, Clemson's been vulnerable at times. It's, it's not like um, it can't be done, but at the same time, Clemson's defense just seems so much better uh, than it was that many weeks ago. Um, I think the thing that's really interesting about South Carolina that, that the coaches have talked about is Jaheim Bell. Obviously, how do you match up with a guy who's a tight end but also runs the ball? Uh, it's a, kind of a strange combination in, in today's college football. And um, how you kind of deal with, with that moving piece, I think, is something that they're very, very um, curious about, I guess. David, I'm going to ask you the same thing. From the South Carolina coach's perspective, is there a team that the Gamecocks have played that might remind them of Clemson, I'm thinking it might be some sort of uh, Arkansas-Georgia hybrid. There were a lot of uh, questions of the Gamecock people yesterday at media opportunities um, on Tuesday in Columbia about K.J. Jefferson and D.J. Uyunglele, the quarterbacks from Arkansas and Clemson. But um, that Clemson defense, I think their front seven is actually a smidge better than Georgia's. What do you think about that, David? Well, the Arkansas comparison is definitely accurate. I mean, obviously, Clemson knows just for this game, if, if not every game, they're going to want to run the ball. Uh, Will Shipley carved up South Carolina's defense last year. Uh, South Carolina's rush defense is uh, second worst in the SEC, and I believe number 110, if I'm not mistaken, in the country at stopping the run. So the game plan there seems pretty obvious, and it's the same thing that Arkansas wanted to do. They're a running team, which Clemson certainly can be when it decides it wants to be. And of course, they have great big physical quarterbacks who can also run uh, perhaps uh, K.J. Jefferson at Arkansas maybe a little more um, I guess, given the green light to run rather than DJ. But the fact is, is that they're both big, strong, tall guys that they have to bring down. So uh, Kentucky, uh, I'm sorry, Arkansas is a definite uh, comparison for what USC has seen before. But I think defensively, South Carolina will try to approach this game plan like it did Kentucky. Kentucky had Chris Rodriguez, who has carved USC apart in the past games. They said, look, he's going to get his yards. Just don't let him score. They were able to do that, and they won that game in Lexington. So at least the mentality for that is not necessarily going to do this, going to do that, going to switch things around on defense to do it, but just saying, look, you know Will Shipley's getting the ball. You know they're going to run. Just don't let him cross the goal line. Yards are not points, and they have to do that and have to pull it off in order to have a chance on Saturday. Welcome again to PostonCourier.com's Countdown to Kickoff. Rival we rivalry week edition with David Cloniger, who covers the Gamecocks for the Post and Courier, and John Blau, who covers Clemson for the Post and Courier. John, let's talk about Clemson's postseason situation. They're number eight in this week's college football playoff rankings. A, do they still have a shot at the playoff? What kind of shot is that? And would it have any impact on how they approach this game? Yeah, I mean, I think. South Carolina beating Tennessee was a favor in two ways. I mean, obviously it knocks out Tennessee, which helped move 
Clemson up another spot from nine to eight. Uh, but it also makes the win look a little better if you beat South Carolina because they, they have a better record and they they have a nice win themselves. So, um, yeah, you have to win this game. Obviously, if you're Clemson, you have to win every game uh, from here on out. Obviously, this game in the ACC title game. Um, and you need some help. I mean, TCU still has to lose. I don't think an undefeated Big 12 champion isn't getting into the CFP. Um, and USC, the other one, uh, Southern Cal, um, they're playing Notre Dame this weekend. And obviously, if they beat Notre Dame, a team that you lost to, uh, that gives them a huge advantage, especially if they're a Pac-12 champion. So uh, you still need a lot of other things to happen if you're Clemson, but you obviously have to take care of business yourself, beat South Carolina, and then beat UNC. David, what about the Gamecocks postseason situation? Seeing various projections, um, Gator Bowl, Relia Quest Bowl, which is in Tampa and some others. Can they help or hurt their situation here? Or do you think that, you know, with seven wins already assured of a winning season, they're locked into some kind of a bowl spot? Your thoughts? Well, Gene, from everything I've heard, it seems like the win over Tennessee really helped them solidify a spot in the Gator Bowl. They have not been to the Gator Bowl since 1987. It's always been a lot of mutual interest. But in past years when the Gamecocks were bowl eligible, they either had too many wins and went to the Capital One or the Outback, or they had two less wins and had to go to a lower bowl like, say, the Belk Bowl last year. But there's mutual interest. Um, obviously, Jacksonville's a very close spot for a lot of South Carolina fans. It's it's only four hours from Columbia. And, you know, if you live down in the low country, it may be an hour, hour and a half just to get to the stadium. So a lot of interest between them and the Gator Bowl. I'd say that that's probably the most likely case. But if they win this game, Gene, maybe they get up into that other pecking order. Now, all of those bowls that they're eligible for, Gene, are really in the same spot. And the SEC will work with the TV networks to determine who's the best fit. So I think in that case, they'll probably go to the Gator Bowl. Nothing against the ReliaQuest, which used to be the Outback, but South Carolina's been there five times, five times in, in since 2000. So I think that they've kind of done Tampa. I was like, well, it's nice, but it's not the best or best fit for South Carolina this year. So I don't think the result of this game is necessarily going to change anything. It's more going to be about what the rest of the SEC does. But right now, I would think you could do a lot worse than going ahead and book a refundable hotel stay in Jacksonville for December the 30th. All right. Here's an interesting stat about the stadium in Jacksonville. It is closer on my map quest from my house in the low country than Death Valley in Clemson is just by a few minutes. All right. It's that time of the week for the big rivalry game when we asked John Blau and David Kloniger for their score predictions for this game. South Carolina at Clemson on Saturday at high noon at Death Valley. John Blau, you first. Uh, let's go 30 to 10. How about that? All right. That was quick and uh, quick and easy. And David Kloniger, your thoughts on the score for this week's football game. That means a little bit to fans on both sides. Well, Gene, it's, it's bad matchups. You know, Clemson's going to run the ball. South Carolina can't stop the run. Uh, you know, if USC can get a few turnovers and turn them into points, that's a good thing, but you can't depend on that happening, you got to go make it happen. And let's be honest here, Clemson's the better team. So was Tennessee. Clemson 30, South Carolina 31. Wow, okay. Well, this is just as a little bit of spice to this uh, fun 
game. And uh, for Gene Sapikoff, I mean, for David Kloniger and John Blau, I am Gene Sapikoff, uh, host and courier sports columnist and college football editor. Thanks so much for joining us on this edition of Countdown to Kickoff. Again, check out David Kloniger's really cool newsletter at postandcourier.com slash Gamecocks now. And John Blau's always insightful Clemson Athletics newsletter at postandcourier.com slash the Tiger Tech.